Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks are bringing you locked on Clippers every time Luke Kennard gets robbed at a three-point contest. As of this point in the history of this podcast, yes. Uh, we pray match you uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. And let's dive into a pretty hectic episode, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, this one, look, <laughs> I'm, I got to be honest with you. There's no games this week, uh, so we're, we're, we're going to be shooting from the hip a little bit. But we actually <laughs> are going to be opening this episode up with some interesting scuttlebutt about some possible Ooh. returns for some very big Clippers players. Let's talk about that. We're Talking also going to... Jason Preston? And <laughs> uh, every single week, we also bring you the Luke Kennard progress report on Mondays. We're going to be doing that in the first segment. Usually, we do it a little later in the episode, but hey, with all the hoopless surrounding all-star weekend we gotta talk mm -hmm. about it and then we talk to freshies every single monday it's guys fresh to the squad we're gonna be taking a look at hartenstein uh sort of how his minutes have shaken out since he's come back from that ankle injury uh we'll talk about brendan boston jr also what are semi ojale and rodney hood still doing on this team <laughs> oh damn <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about that uh and then in segment three we're gonna do terrence mann's vorp watch yeah. look every single week we like to take a little peek in on our baby boy, Terrence Mann. See how he compares to a league average replacement player. And then we'll also bring you some shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else. We're going to talk MRI, Weight Watch, as well as Kawhi, part of the all the NBA All-75 team. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so it is scuttlebutt season in full effect this week. Uh, we got to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Happy waiting for the MRI news week. Absolutely. Will, it's yeah, a good it's, time. It's, it's, it's a good time. So um, let's get into the scuttlebutt. Where does the scuttle stop and the butt start? <laughs> hey, that's it. <laughs> so this all started from. The Clippers bobblehead giveaway schedule okay. was like released or they just kind of let everyone know about it yeah. or something because it has never been talked about before the day we're recording this, which is uh, Sunday, some Sunday in February. Um, but there's a couple interesting dates on it. And I, I would like to point out that right now, Upon my head is a ten-gallon tin foil hat. <laughs> okay, I would yes. just like to preface. Yes, that. it's very large. It's big, structurally so, sound. So, hey, on March sixteenth, there's a Paul George bobblehead giveaway. Interesting Fits timing. Pretty certain. Interesting, interesting timing. timing pretty Clippers. Crazy. April third, Reggie bobblehead. He's got goggles. That's just a good time. No conspiracy there. Just a fun time. Um, April 9th, Terrence Mann in the City Edition jerseys. Again, fun time. Yes, that's good. The next day, back-to-back -back bobblehead giveaways, which, first of all, shout out to the Clips for doing that. That's a good time. That's tight. April 10th, Kawhi Leonard bobblehead giveaway. Whoa. What are we doing here? Whoa. Am I crazy? So the crazy thing. Oh, okay. So the, the Kawhi Am thing, I crazy, though? Because the tinfoil theory is that both of these guys are coming back, and the only possible reason the bobbleheads are coming out is because of that. So the, the, <laughs> the Kawhi one is a little bit harder to confirm, but this March 16th is exactly a two-week ramp up after a positive <laughs> MRI report. That's all I'm saying. That's not crazy. Right? It's not crazy. Why would they... It's like it when uh, the Nets did a Karis LeVert uh, bobblehead night the first night he was back from injury and he had like a really rough game. Right. Of course he did. Um, and we don't think this is like exact dates. Like I don't think that like 
Paul George's first game back is going to be the 16th, or Kawhi is going to be April 10th, but potentially windows. But I'm, I'm not a, I'm not off base in the thinking there's something here, or am I? It's I well, it's just interesting. It's a little too it's, close. It's it's a little interesting what the timing is, and <laughs> I don't also understand like why this wasn't released as part of the giveaway schedule earlier. I I don't. Well, fully this team know operates, but they, but there might have also been you know like. The rational side says, like, maybe that there were sure. holdups in, in getting the deliverables needed for these bobbleheads. The supply chain, of course. We do know supply chain. Of course. The supply. Of course. We've, we discuss that constantly. Daily on this podcast. But there's also, there's just some scuttlebutt this week. Okay. That might be pretty good for Clippers fans. What do we got? I think that's all we can say. What do we got? I think all we can say is that there's some scuttlebutt that might be a good time that happens to coincide with the fact that the Western Conference is wide open right now. Yes. Paul George, or excuse me, Chris Paul, thumb fracture, will be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Played in the All Star game with it. Is the West wide open right now? Yes, I think so. With CP3 basically out, the Suns have a six and a half game lead on the Warriors. You know what I mean? In the grand scheme of things, CP3 is probably not coming back this season. So, in terms of playoff, like playoff basketball, the West is more open than it was. Without Chris Paul, yeah, I mean, I guess if it's eight weeks, but that still puts you there. For He's the reevaluated in eight weeks. Yeah, that's fair. Because I think what playoffs start mid-April. I'm pretty sure. Sure. Um, or that's the end of the regular season. I think something like that. I'll I just looked at it. this the other day. But just playoff-wise, no CP3 in the playoffs makes this playoffs a lot more interesting. So you're saying the playoffs are wide open? Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Oh, okay. oh no. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to get the like, one if, seed. If, if you're talking, if you're talking <laughs> seeding, I'm like, I don't really. Oh no, no, Fully no. know how wide open it is there. Seeding. I mean, the Suns are going to be the one seed fully because the Warriors are going through hell stuff too. Like, yeah, seven game lead on the on the two seed is pretty hardy yeah. for the Suns for a team that you know is deep even down. You know, Chris Paul still a very Absolutely, team, and we are still healthy four and a half games out of a guaranteed playoff spot with what around twenty one games to play. Hey, talk to me April tenth. You know what I'm talking about? Fair enough. <laughs> no, but I think playoff wise, it makes things more interesting. And it it's also it, does. it just sucks for Chris Paul. Oh yeah, like this is brutal. Just another playoff where it's just like, God damn, like it's not a good time. Um, either way, keep your ears open for some scuttlebutt. Just yes. Keep them open. Might be a good week. Um, all right, let's get to this Luke Kennard progress report. Luke Kennard did win the three-point electoral college. He had the most points scored. He did. He did. Uh, I mean, an incredible first round. 28. 28 points. Won the first round. Yeah, only 26 in that second in that second round of the final three. Um, yeah, he was the man was a mere dew ball away from at least tying <sighs> for the lead. I'm never drinking Mountain Dew again. Do you drink Mountain Dew now? Nope. Too much caffeine for you, right? Yeah, and that's just not my vibe. What about Baja Blast? Yeah, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore, pal. (laughs) Not anymore. Yeah, are we? I mean, it was funny because he seemed kind of hyped up in the first round. Like, watching him shoot in the first round, it was like, he's hyped up, which makes total sense. So, did he get to choose to go last? So, I think Kat asked to go first. In the final round. Because I would have, I think Luke Kennard maybe would have done better had he gone first. Of course. Yeah. Because I think less, Kat, pre- less pressure. Less pressure. I think Kat asked to go first. Um, I don't know. Also, a funny point in this Paul George watched the three point contest during dinner on his phone. I feel like that's fair. 
what the funniest part to me this is that how did you want him to watch it? Well, it's just funny because he filmed himself watching this on his phone at dinner, which is another aspect of this. I respect it. That's content. <laughs> the man knows content. He's got to sell his NFTs. Um, did, what did you want? Did you want him to rent out the Vista Theater? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Fair that enough. would actually be sick. They should rent out theaters for All Star Games. Yeah. They're not doing anything else. It's true. These days, There's no movies. What is a what is a movie? I'm too busy watching the Clippers. Um, so on a scale of one to ten. How happy are we with the 50 games of Luke we've gotten so far this season? He's, missed 11, <laughs> he's missed 11 games with health and safety and the ankle thing. Um, he's averaging 12, 3 and a half and 2, 45% from three on six attempts per game. We love that. 112 defensive rating, which he has like a... Contract incentive. Is it 115? I, I It's something like that. It's either 115 or like one 112 or below. Yeah. I, I, he's hitting the contract incentive right now with lineups. That, yeah, yeah, like that he's featured in, I'm pretty sure. Which feels like kind of a tool. Like if your defensive rating is a little too good, your team could just be like, yeah, why don't you go out there with uh, our worst defenders for a couple games? <laughs> um, I don't think they'd do that to him. Well, not Luke specifically. Um, but contract figures too. So I'd agree. I'm at a 10 out of 10. He's been fantastic. Ty Lue's also done a good job. Yeah. Of kind of incorporating um, Luke. Well, I mean, like, it, you know, it was the thing that last year that was so frustrating is that he has such a clear offensive skill set. Yep. And more. And, and more, of course. Yeah. But like, you know, his bread and butter is something that can benefit so many lineups. Every single team. And yeah. like to not take advantage of that last season, you know, it was a little bit more understanding because we did have different pieces. We were trying to, you know, get to all coalesce at the yeah. same time. Uh, but you know, really since the preseason, like we've gotten the company line, like that hunt Luke was the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and they've actually, you know, they've actually been able to do that and you know, not everybody can step up. The other thing too, is like just considering I, my only real concern from this trade, like from the Landry Shamit trade mm -hmm. was just. There were some question marks about Luke Kennard's availability. You know, yep. he has the knee tendonitis thing that you know that's on an ongoing pain management kind of situation, um, and for him to already have played fifty games by the All Star break. Yep, uh, and most of the reason he hasn't played sixty was because of Hasp. Yeah, like he wasn't hurt. Yeah, which is great. Um, I think one thing too that gets brought up with Luke is like people kind of freaked out about the contract when it was signed, but I'm not really sure. Like, he's making 12.7 this season. Yeah. 13.7 next season. 14.7 after that. And then a team option for 14.7 after that final year. This contract is good. You pay shooters. I mean, like... You it, pay shooters. Just, like, you, you pay shooters. Um, And, you know, for Luke to also take the step defensively that he has... And I don't know if it's necessarily, like, a full step or if it's just an effort thing. Or no, like I know what you're saying. Totally yeah. what... Every like aspect of that like machination is, but uh, dude, he's worth yeah, every penny. he's worth every penny. I just I can't see an argument against it. Yeah, um, cannot wait to see him with a fully healthy team. He said it like with PG and Kawhi comes back. He's like, I'm either getting an open shot or I'm providing spacing. Yeah, so it's great. <laughs> like, let us. We know the Suns will definitely drape a defender all over Luke Kennard, even with Kawhi and Paul a George gigantic on the defender. <laughs> um, let us know what you think of Luke Kennard. If you're from Ohio, we already know what you think. We're on your side. Uh, coming up, we're talking the freshies, but first we got to give a shout out to bet online. There might be less football being played, 
professional is there any? football. Well, oh yes, you know I got some. I got so I got a line on some. There's games that other football under too. the bridge. Yeah. Um. But BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff basketball season from scored totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. Thank God. Thankfully. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts all right so we're talking the freshies every single monday we like to talk about guys kind of fresh to the squad you know newer guys yeah uh in this one we're gonna be talking about brandon boston jr we're gonna be talking about hardenstein uh we're also gonna be talking about a couple of (laughs) still currently rostered clippers that are maybe in the way of a true freshie getting some time in the playoffs. So, Charles, where do you want to start on this one? Honestly, I think we should start with the Ojale and Hood thing. Okay, yeah. Because it's always weird to think, why is this one particular player on the team? I feel weird thinking that sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's extra weird when it's two guys. We all love to play GM, right? Look, As and fans, I would be... We all love to play GM. And I'm gonna I tell would you, be a nightmare. I would be so bad. Um... <laughs> But why, like, roster-wise, there's no real upside for these guys with what the Clippers need. There's a log jam. I disagree with that. There is upside, theoretically. They've just shown no evidence over the last couple of seasons. Right. That, like, yeah. So, like, and we have a log jam at their positions. Yes. For the most part. So, what is up? I am not sure. Is it just insurance right now? I guess. like, Because <laughs> they're not even really getting that much playing time. I don't know when the deadline is to make sh- like to make Amir a, a roster. I think player. we can. I literally think we can do that until the final day of the season. Okay. Like I think there's a thing where April 11th rosters have to be set for okay. NBA playoffs. So 3, 3 p.m. Eastern, which is last day of the season. Um, close to it. It's actually the day. It's the day before the plan. Yes, yeah, the day after. Oh the regular, wow! Okay. It's the day after the regular season ends. So we yes. got time. Yeah. Okay. It's just odd, though, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I hope they make some. Also, for all those folks following Clippers back to backs, regular season ends on the 10th, playing starts on the 12th. Are you shitting me? Joseph Rye Award is going to blow a gasket. Um, shout out what are, what's Ward. the chances the Clippers play on the 10th and then on the 12th? 100%. For the the, the chance is 100%. <laughs> um, Kawhi and BG rest the 10th. <laughs> um,. All right, let's talk Hartenstein. He's been locked in. He's fresh on this team. He's been locked in as the second center since February 10th after the Ibaka trade. We've had two Mavs games, Warriors Suns back-to-back, the Rockets blowout. He got six minutes in that first Mavs game that we lost. Um, but in those five games, he's averaged 16.6 minutes, six points on 59% shooting. For what it's worth, the 16.6 minutes are the lowest of anyone in that span who isn't Brandon Boston Jr., Semi, or Rodney Hood. Okay, so, like, I I mean, with the minutes thing, I, I feel like, you know, we've alluded to this a little bit on this podcast, but there definitely are question marks as to, like, what his utility will be in the playoffs. I mean, we saw six, that that's so, like, that six-minute span versus the Mavs, Ty was like, this is not working tonight. Yeah. Like, we don't need to do, and he was right with that, respectfully. 
Yeah, yeah. And we know that, like, if this team has even a modicum of health, like, even if one a of... A skosh. Uh, yeah, like, even if one of our two superstars end up coming even back... Even if just Norm Powell comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, we will likely see more small ball in the playoffs. So right. I think that that might even move him a little bit deeper into the center rotation, Ooh, which okay. is not a knock on Hartenstein. No. Um, you know, like, he... he His skill set is he, neat. He is still, like pole vaulted over any expectations that I had for him at the beginning of of this season you know like when we started talking about him in third center watch yeah you know like to the point where he had clearly supplanted uh yeah surge (laughs) yeah in 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 the rotation and you know like it, it makes sense that you know they're gonna test his utility and what it will be in matchups but like I mean you know, like offensively, I, I think that he provides some great things. He has some yeah. pretty clear limitations defensively, despite sure. still sometimes coming out with some great highlight blocks. Um, Absolutely. It, but it, it doesn't make sense, especially when, you know, you look at these five games, and this has been a brutal stretch in terms of opponents. Yeah. Uh, you know, other than like the tail and the, the, the Rockets game. The Rockets like, game. Yeah. Um, th- this has been a really rough stretch for the Clippers. So I, I think that this is probably indicative of, you know, you, you might see a tapering of his minutes in the postseason. It's I love that you brought up kind of the opponents because like so the Mavs, we're just destined to meet the Mavs in the playoffs in the first or second round until we're dead. Basically like, basically until this iteration of the Clippers is over. We're yeah, like we're bar, facing like, the Mavs. Like barring some round. major, you know, colossal kind of trade or movement or whatever for either team. Yeah. That's a good point. So like that and then Warrior Suns also who probably we're going to be facing at some point in the playoffs. Um, Rockets, not sure about that. But it is interesting to see. And what's nice is that we have a coach who's willing to swap things out. And like when Hartenstein isn't working, Tyler's not going to play him. When it is working, he's going to spam it. Yeah, he's you willing, know what I mean? He's willing to ride with Which it. Which is yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this goes back to what's so great about Tyler too, is communicating people's roles. Where like sometimes... Like, I think sometimes when guys get leaned on in a game, they're not expecting to get that time. And they're not expecting in a way that's like, oh, I never thought this was going to happen ever. I think with Ty Lue, it's like, oh, Ty said that if this was working, I'm going to get some extra playing time. This shit's working. Let's do it. Well, it's interesting, too, because there are... There must also be some sort of understanding internally that, like, all situations involving play like like playtime and lineups are yeah. fluid. Because oh, very good, call. we're not riding. It has been all season. We're, we're not riding with something that yeah. that's worked. We got our set eight, ju- yeah, just because <laughs> it worked in the regular season. Um, that's just not really what this team in this iteration does. And I think that that, I mean, like I, I think it goes both ways. Like I, I think that sure, sometimes maybe uh, it it does lead to you know some un uncertainty as to like where you're gonna right. be. But you always know what your role is in this offense or defense or both. Yeah. And you always know that there is an opportunity for you to seize because Yeah. If it works out that way. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna play we're gonna play to the matchup and we're willing to change something. And if you can make a lineup better, guess what? You're getting some more minutes. I feel like it's funny to think about. So like Doc Rivers is offensive game plan was just a laser right it was going straight through yeah and there's no deviation Ty Lue is and Ty more, Lue who is much more of an offensive coach yeah and Ty Lue is more of just like you like it's just like a stream of water 
where it's like, we're going to find however we can get around the stupid ass wall. And if it works, it works. But <laughs> if he, it doesn't, like I, I like I just think one of his greatest like assets is, is being so attuned to the momentum of a game. Yep. The timeouts and, are so on point. And, like, and sometimes it makes us critical of some of these rotations, right? Like absolutely. Then, like yeah. when Reggie was playing heavy sword. minutes yeah. in a back to back because, you know, he was part of a lineup that started working in that second <laughs> yeah. game and he just. Yeah, he, he just rode with it. And Ty owned up to that, too. He was like, I played Reggie too much. Yeah. Like, this is how it goes. Um, shout out Ty Lue. Good shout times. Ty um, and then real quick, Brandon Boston Jr.'s second half outlook. Okay. So, Brandon Boston's... Second minute, half? Second half being like 21 games? Yeah, being 21 games. Um, Brandon Boston's minutes have taken a dive since the end of January. He played 22 minutes for Charlotte, where he had 19 and 5 on 8 of 14 shooting. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. In the nine minutes since then, he has played six minutes, 10 minutes, four minutes, 12 minutes, uh, zero minutes, zero minutes, four minutes, zero minutes, and then 11 minutes. He's played two games for ACC per the weird G League stats. He's averaging 21 points on 51% from the floor, um, two and a half boards, three and a half assists. Should he just stay in the G League? No, I think there's value to getting him some game reps. I, I do. Especially Which I think lends itself more to like, Get Semi and Rodney off the team, <laughs> especially like while we're shorthanded. I mean, well, he already has like a full, like he already has a contract. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. So it, it like you know, it that's fine. Um, I, I think that there's value to getting him in ACC games, both to get the the reps up and the confidence up for sure. But I think that just him being on the bench for these games is kind of look, man. There's really hard limits as to what we can do developmentally for young players, right? Absolutely, because this is a team that a the a the team gets in their own way. <laughs> yeah, well, and this is a team that either has its healthy superstars, yeah, you know, and then you're not getting minutes. There's just not minutes for you. We ha we we have a lot of wings. There's just not minutes for you. Yeah, or or a team that you know doesn't have their superstars and needs to win <laughs> yeah and then there's minutes for you but only if you're contributing to that goal which right. young players i mean historically don't always contribute to yeah it's hard to when a when a team has a straight up championship mindset yeah um he's looked real he's looked a lot more kind of aggressive going to the rim which was nice kind of before the minutes tried up which was great to see so I mean, I'm hyped on his season. Like his rookie season has been great so far. I mean, look, you know he he has a great NBA level ready scoring scoring is scoring skill set. Yeah, um, I do think that we've seen some improvement from him defensively, which yep. is going to be key to him getting more minutes, sort of moving forward. Um, you know, is as far as development, like developing players, man, it's really difficult when you're a team that has the type of like pressure and expectations that this team does. Yep. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm happy overall with what we've been able to do with Brandon Boston Jr. And oh yeah, you know, in he's the, gotten better, which the, I think is the best thing of this year. Yeah, in the last nine games, a third of them ending in DNPs. I mean, it's really difficult because if, especially when you consider the context of how hard that last sort of five game stretch was. Yeah. It, it you know, I feel like that makes a little bit more sense. For sure. Yeah, right. We're like, play three, against the like three, <laughs> three of those nine, you know, like three of the DNPs out of those nine games came in that five games. Yeah, and we were swinging on that first back-to-back, -back yeah. too. Um, and maybe that last game shouldn't have been the hardest, but it was still an, a win we needed <laughs> exactly. to get. And he did play minutes in that one and was a positive contributor offensively. 100%. Um, coming up, we're talking Terrence Van Vorpwatch, which is a good time, and then just what we're all going to do during this All-Star Week break. But first, Will, Built Bars. 
Whoa, 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 what? All right, look, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. We talk about it all the time, but what you might not know is that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. It's cool when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream, and German chocolate. Ooh, yummy. You wanna know what my favorite flavor is? What? All of them, Whoa. which is why I get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, keep going on about the taste and the flavors, but not only are these flavors the best tasting, these bars are healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty neat. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Welcome to Shaving slash Terrence Van Borp Watch. Hey. Will, what is Terrence Van Vorp watch? All right, look, so Vorp is value over replacement player, so every week we like to check in on Terrence Mann and just kind of see where he stands versus a replacement-level player. And now this is a stat that's based on per 100 possessions, and it does aggregate throughout the season. You're looking at graphs while you're watching basketball. We look, all know how it goes. Look, yeah. look. The actual stat itself isn't that important. It's just sure. a baseline for comparison. It's just where we like to sort of... We got to talk Terrence. To, yeah, talk Terrence, provide a little baseline comparison for this segment. And context as to what I think some people thought the leap was going to be this year. Which is still an improvement. So that's what I want to talk about. So after 61 games... Terrence Mann sits at 0.4 VORP. Highest it's been all season. Highest it's been all season. Last season, the whole season, he was 0.6. So he's breaking 0.6. So he's going to improve per this metric this year, which is great. The The thing that I really want to talk about is since the Bledsoe trade, he has looked like the player that I think a lot of us have wanted to see the entire season. A guard. A guard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um... Since February 4th, which was when the Bledsoe trade happened, 31 minutes per game, 14 points on 53% shooting, which is even more impressive when you consider that he's only shooting 33% from three on two attempts per game. Um, he's taking it's three... to see those attempts out here. He's taking three more field goal attempts per game than his season average up to this point. Nice. After this trade, which is great. Um, getting to the line around three times a game, which I wish I was a little higher, whatever. Six, almost six and a half boards, Three and a half assists, plus 7.4 since this trade. It feels like this role has somehow unlocked something in Terrence to say, I can be more aggressive at the rim. We've seen so, we've seen fewer of those when they're cool, you know, it looks cool when they go in, like turnaround fadeaways. And we've seen him be more aggressive on the basket. Like, I feel like this blood trade, as much as it hurts to lose blood, so maybe unlocked a bit of Terrence Man that the Clippers can use more usefully, I think. Oh, I, I agree 100%. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, like with the fluid situations of lineups that, you know, that we know Tyloo brings to the table. Like it's a bit of a double-edged sword in guys whose games maybe aren't as clearly defined yet. And I would say that that is firmly 
Terrence. Like yeah. he is, you know, kind of. Which is weird to think about because he's been on the team for a long. He's older also than Zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, I know. But, but like, you know, his his tenure with his team has been like really up and down and really yes. weird. Um, but but I think that, you know, we saw the same thing with Bledsoe and Reggie. I, I thought that both of them improved once they were kind of split up and it yep. was clear what the, both their roles were going to be. Um, so I think that's a thing for players, too, is like cutting out any sort of like indecisiveness and in where they are in the lineup. Hopefully hopefully translates to cutting out some of their indecisiveness on the floor. And that has been the Great biggest call. knock that we've had on Terrence is like sometimes he's so indecisive with the ball in his hands. Sometimes, you know, he's dribbling into nothing. Um, he, he doesn't really he's know. He's not what, shooting an open yeah, three-point. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do with his shot selection. Like a, a lot of those things. And I, I think that like, I, I think that it's a couple of things. A, a little bit more clarity in role. And B, just an understanding that, you know, like he is kind of, you know, at a lot of times responsible for running this second unit yeah. puts a pressure on him that, you know, either if he's up to the task, he's going to see more minutes. He's going to see, you know, like an increase in production, or if he's not up to the task, then he won't. And we'll know that we need to adjust. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's nice that like, I, I like the jump he's taken since kind of this blood. So trade, because again, just kind of going to next season or whatever happens maybe during this week, um, and we see almost everybody back or whatever. This is a confident Terrence that in the grand scheme of the Clippers next season is going to be a real big issue for opposing team second units during the regular season. Playoff time, I'm not even trying to project what the playoff lineups look like because like you said, we we go small, like things get, like Ty Lue gets this a just looks, weird. Th- this just looks completely different. Totally if, different. If, if we have one or two of any three of Kawhi, Paul George and Norm Powell. Exactly. Like it it just, you know, it completely changes the outlook of what these lineups look like and especially what Terrence's role looks like. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm happy when he defers in those lineups. Yeah. Like, I'm like, go for it. We saw him move into the starting lineup in the playoffs with Kawhi out. And like, so that's a much different role than like sort of being a facilitator on the second unit. But I think with this second unit, you know, we've seen an increase in his assists. We've seen um, just an increase in like his. I don't know how else to quantify it, but like ball responsibility. You yeah, know what I mean, like sure. he, he seems to be a little bit more conscientious of what he's doing with the ball in his hands, and I think that that is only positive improvements for a young player. Yes, and not that young in terms of age, but ter- in terms the of league. NBA. Yeah, yeah. like. Because it's funny with Terrence, like, so, like you know when Terrence is overthinking it because you can see yep. him overthinking yep. it. And that we've all been in this scenario where you're like, like I can I watch you trying to figure out what exactly you're supposed to be doing yep. when it should feel you more You can natural. see it on the broadcast. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but loving this jump that he's had. Hope he continues it. Um, moving on to shavings, just some couple random things we want to talk about. What are we supposed to do during this week? Usually the Clippers have, I don't know, six games in seven days. Right. Is how the schedules come out. We're just waiting for this MRI news. Like, what do we do here? Yeah. Only four days, though. Right. Three days by the time you're listening to this, probably. Well, I mean, you have the theory that there's maybe been a couple MRIs. I just refuse to believe that there has not been an MRI up to this point. That's absurd. My conspiracy theory is that the MRI is just happening on the 23rd. And they're telling us the results on the 24th. They've had an MRI every week since Paul George has been out. My other theory is that Paul George forgot that he had a cell phone in his pocket when he gets the MRI. And yeah. it just flies directly into the big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> I 
They're like, you brought a, you brought a Motorola a Razor great, in here? <laughs> there's a great Parks and Rec MRI episode where oh, yeah. she goes <laughs> on a date with a guy. On a date with a guy who's an MRI operator. <laughs> and he gives her a tech. free MRI. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my God. And she goes, oh, he goes, oh, it's a smudge. He goes, you were a smudge away. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what's this note you have on here for Kawhi? Uh, who was Ka- named? Like, what? You go ahead. Kawhi was named to the all 75 team. Is that what they're calling? Sure. For the yeah. NBA? Yep. They know he's not 75, right? You think it was for players who are all day over the age of 75. The best 75 over 75. Yeah, isn't it? Is he? Is he not over 75? <laughs> what? Do we know that? Kawhi's been collecting social security benefits for the last Well, I'll tell you what. Years. I've had some pretty immediate relationships with that. They're probably taxed a little extra. <laughs> um, if you started to put into that when you were younger, they, the government might want their money back. Um it's tight that Kawhi is part of the top 75. It's totally valid. Should PG be part of the top 75? My answer, yes. Damian Lillard is part of it. How on earth is Paul George not part of it? He's gone further in the playoffs. He has better everything. I realize that Paul Pierce has a ring, but like, make to me the argument that Paul Pierce is better than Paul George. No ring? Couldn't see it. I mean, Dwight Howard's not even in this top 75. Yeah, it's it's wild. The fact that people and this is a hard pivot. If you watched uh power forward Dwight Howard, yeah. He was terrifying. With the Orlando Magic, man, he was He also, was a D, he was a DPOY who also scored 20 points a game and came down from the rim with those elbows and was Oh like, yeah. <laughs> when Sharpest he knocked, elbows in the league. When he knocked Glenn Davis out, that Dude, was crazy. It was crazy. Um then you know, things happen whatever. Um uh, but that's also one of the reasons why Twitter's bad for the It's game. it's it's difficult too because like perception is I mean, you know, narratives and and perception are such a huge part of and he, so the NBA. and Dwight Howard also had some things happen when social media was really starting to merge with sports. Yeah, when it was really it's starting. Also just to be, a corny dude. Absolutely, starting to be kind of a thing where he had certain things happen that really blew up on social media, and like it was kind of in between when he was dominating, and like when he kind of had a lull. And I think what really sucks is that that part of the perception hampers his his kind of overall outlook same thing with paul george yeah where people pretend that like paul george has like never won a playoff game yeah like that's what people think like people think paul george is like not in the playoffs when he is he's bad when it's like no he with indiana like he made things happen in elimination games he obviously made a conference final the thunder with you know and with the clippers made the conference final like it's not that much happened with the thunder but i don't put that on him so no because yeah i mean he had to do with Russell Westbrook. And he had two torn labrums. Yeah. And look, I've only had one this whole time we've been doing the show. Every <laughs> single season. Um, all right, we got to wrap this up. Tuesday's episode, Twitter Tuesday. Please send those questions in. Please bring us some tinfoil hat stuff. Bring us your hottest oh. theories on this bobblehead giveaway. Honestly, Is this real? Is this nothing? Let us know. Send us your most... Send us your hottest takes, your most absurd questions. It's the all-star break. Let's get into it. Let's, Let's get, get weird. weird. Let's do it. Uh, maybe some favorite lineup talk. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a pretty steady thing here on the Clippers. There'll be some really easy stuff to pick out. Um, we're going to talk about whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Maybe some more scuttlebutt. Our ears are open. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Scuttle never stops. The butt never stops here at Locked on Clips. <laughs> uh, Will, if someone wanted to, you know, maybe review our podcast. Yeah. 
where could they possibly do that? So it, it would really help us out if you could review this show over on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app. There's also reviews now on Spotify. Uh, we'd really love to get those numbers up, five stars. It would super help this show out. Look, we mentioned up top, we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. The clips, according to the bobblehead schedule, might have some big things it's in over. the work it's coming up over. soon. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. You absolutely are. And I just want to let you know, I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am and continue to be. <laughs> William, the opinion updike. And as always, we appreciate you.